Coming up this week, dates are announced for holidays at the Disneyland Resort. The Weston Anaheim Resort is replacing the Annabella Hotel. And a new discount will help you stay in the middle of the magic. Plus later, we review what's returning and what's new for Halloween time. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 705, for the week of September 10th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata-Willie. Hello! And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony is off this week because there were a couple birthdays this week, including Mr. Spatel and Mrs. Johnson. Happy <laughs> birthday, Nancy. Thank you. And you are both 29 again. No. <laughs> I own straight. that 51 oh. like a mother. I am staying at 49. <laughs> I'm done having birthdays. Uh, oh, not me, because I'm looking forward to retirement. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it can't come soon enough. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and welcome back, Mary Jo. How are you? Muy bien, muchas gracias. <laughs> oh, we've got to yeah. go. Oh, she forgot. She, she was gone so long. She forgot. She was gone so long. She forgot how to speak English. So it was a good trip. It was a great trip. Good, Thank good. you. Any highlights? That you want to share with um, everyone. That you want to share with everyone, how, and not just. How us. is the guacamole? They don't have guacamole in Spain. Uh, well, they do at the Mex- Mexican. Yeah, restaurants. no. Okay, yeah. It's a lot of cheese. I brought a lot of cheese home because um, okay. it's dairy country. So spending time with mm, family nice. was fantastic. Awesome. It's very green over there, and a couple of days in Madrid, and that was a lot of fun too. Cool. But lots, lots of fiestas at this time of year, mm-hmm. and. Dinner at, I'm sorry, supper at 11 o'clock at night. I couldn't um, do that. You, you kind of get used to it. They don't get up till late. It doesn't get dark until 9.30-ish, 10 o'clock over there. And, and now later, because it, it's quickly uh, getting dark earlier. But at, in June, it doesn't get dark till around 11. Uh-huh. So it was very cool. Very cool. Nice well, to be home again. Yes. Your kids missed you. Or did, they didn't go with you, right? They didn't go with me. I don't know that they even noticed I was going to tell you the truth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no. Actually, actually, Nick kicked me up at the airport. Kelly and I were in touch the whole time. So Very cool. they, they missed it. They love it over there. So even though they don't speak that much right. Spanish. It was good. Uh, I know who missed you also is, is our Mixler crew. Um, hello to our friends that are listening live on Mixler. If you want to listen okay. and chat live, uh, hop on Mixler every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific. Listen and chat and find out what the blue hour is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was very tame without Mary Jo. It was, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also want to send um, good thoughts to our 
our Orlando colleagues mm-hmm. that are right in the middle at this point of Hurricane Irma. Um, I know Craig lost power where he okay, is. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, the, the path keeps moving. So uh, yeah, I don't, I haven't seen what the latest updates are. But. I think the latest is going through the central part. So they're hunkering down. Okay. I just okay. saw something from Teresa. Right. So uh, it keeps moving. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. changes its path. We're not in hurricane weather, you know, so, Right. You know, we just don't get hurricanes. Yeah. So I we don't totally understand how it can keep moving, mm-hmm. but I guess it's what they do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to back up the, back up the team while they're while they're hunkering down, and I'm like, I don't. I, I, I ask me about earthquakes. I don't know of hurricanes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, um, everybody, please send your thoughts out to the Orlando team. Um, let's see, anything else? One, since you, yeah, go ahead. Before you went on, you yeah. mentioning earthquakes. You know that the, they just had that big one in Mexico. So yes. prayers yeah. for those people too mm-hmm. in Mexico. And that's it's it's kind of scary when you hear about all of these going yeah. on. And yeah. What could happen here? So any other housekeeping? Little housekeeping. Yeah, I made that, it to Disneyland. Did I, you? I, I didn't. I wasn't even here a week, and I Dude, I, was like, I need to go to Disneyland. So. I finally rode the, the railroad, and I just love what they did with it. I think you guys kind of said the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, now that the jamboree is not there blocking the way, There's, it's just more open. And yeah. so I just loved how they what they did with the landscape. So it'll be nice when that moves in. Mm-hmm. And then a friend of, of ours, um, and Nancy would know more about this than me, but our friend Cheryl just ate at the Harbor Galley House. Okay. <laughs> and she said that in addition to the lobster rolls, that they have these, they're kind of like lobster nachos on potato chips, and it's those thick kettle chips. They were doing some and special the, things after after dark for when Phantasma came back, maybe? It could. She said they're going through a, it's like a lobster special right now. Yeah. They, she, there were yeah. three things, but she couldn't remember what the other thing was, but she had the chips with the, it was with nacho cheese that has sriracha in it, lobster mm-hmm. and something else. She said it was, they were delicious. So oh, that's good to know. And yes. a decent value too. So only like fourteen ninety nine or something. Only. <laughs> well, well, Disneyland prices. Yeah, I know. Disneyland prices and lobster. I mean, lobster is always a, an extra ten dollar markup. It seems from anything normal. Sure. So. I'm curious. I'm trying to see if I can find that out. <clears throat> well, to add to your day six beach trip in Malibu, Mary Jo and I had and Cheryl had um, brunch today at a little place called Inn of the Seventh Ray in Topanga. So if okay. you're driving down the PCH. You kick a right on to, or I mean a left on to, if you're coming, especially coming from San Francisco on PCH, which we've talked about. Which is the Pacific Coast Highway, Coast Highway on California. Listeners. Highway 1. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming down that way, or if you're coming from Santa Monica, it's a right turn on, you know, you're going inland from the Pacific just, Coast Highway. Yeah, just turn away go, from the ocean. Yeah, turn away <laughs> from the ocean. <laughs> And um, go up the PCH for probably about three or four miles, maybe five, um, and you'll end up at Old Topanga Canyon Road. And if you make just a quick, um, a quick westward turn towards Old on Old Topanga Canyon Road, it's right there at the corner, and it's called Inn of the Seventh Ray, Beautiful and it day. is 
it's voted one of LA's most romantic restaurants. A lot of weddings there. It's beautiful. It's all, um, you eat mostly outdoors. They do have some indoor seating, but they're known for their Saturday and Sunday brunch. And there are vegan, vegetarian, and normal options. Or, you know, full carnivore options, not normal. Full car- full carnivore options. Um, beautiful. The food is, is interesting. It's tasty. Um, really, really good. We had a great time, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. So... Um- just to let folks know when they heard, oh, I can drive down Highway 1 from San Francisco uh, at Big Sur. I, I don't think it's opened yet. Oh, that's that, right. That, that area not. was washed out at Big Sur when we had all of our torrential rains over the winter. That's right. I forgot and that, about that. And that has not been reopened yet. I don't think it, it'll be open until the end of next summer yeah, from what I was going, reading the it's other day. It's going to be a very long time. Yeah. Dude, that, it was a pretty devastating um the whole side of the mountain or the hillside came down yeah they're they're, and they're not going to get rid of it they're going to build on top of it so they need to do a lot of reinforcement before Mm -hmm. they uh they build that rebuild the road so but but when it does reopen it is a breathtaking drive in many ways (laughs) 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 i would say drive up from from Southern California to San Francisco, yes. rather than driving so down, right it's a little. It's a, so yeah, so it's a little less harrowing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going back to Harbor Galley. It was uh, it is um, this article Disneyland adds new phantasmic inspired treats. This is when they added like uh, smur- s'mores churros and uh, watermelon churros, which but, weren't half bad. And so that was the loaded lobster chips, house fried potato chips topped with tender lobster cheddar cheese sauce, spicy lime mayo, and chives, and a mm. lobster lobster mac and cheese hot dog. That's what she couldn't remember the yeah. the lobster mac and cheese hot dog. What a waste of good that's, lobster. That's kind of a. I don't know. I don't know. I'd still go for that that mac and cheese hot dog that we had Tom over at. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Coke Corner. Yeah. Coke Corner. Did anybody see the story about uh, Fast Pass at Shanghai? Yes, I did. (laughs) I have a vested interest. (laughs) So I I didn't read the whole story. So apparently Fast Pass at Shanghai is going digital and there is no upcharge. Is that is that the gist of the story, Michael? Correct. It's 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 very similar to Disneyland's um, mm-hmm. Max Pass. Right. However, theirs there is no ten dollar charge, but they don't get Photo Pass with theirs. Okay. And they're I, I not happy sa- about it. I would it. sacrifice Photo Pass for free. I mean, yeah, they're not happy with it. I think they can also get more uh, tractions on theirs than we can. I don't think they have the same limitations. They also have the traditional paper fast passes as well, but they uh, they are not happy. Really, the least bit about it, which is funny because, uh, you know, we're not happy that they're getting it for free. So, uh, no, we're not, and and the the poor Wi-Fi and all that. But um, yeah, they're not happy, and it's funny because we all have the impression that you know China's really racing towards technology, and but um, anyway, but now Ryan is saying that they do have an additional upcharge, but. 
that was in the article I read. It was that they do not. Okay. So, um, so I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, while I was researching articles for, uh, or news articles for today, I, I passed across something that there wasn't, wasn't a full article that I wanted to talk about, but mentioned something, uh, politics wise in, in Anaheim. Um, apparently Mayor Tom Tate is termed out next year. What does that mean? He can't, he can't run again. Run again. Oh, really? Oh, he met his term limits? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't think he had been around that long, but I think I now thinking back, he's been around. He just hasn't had any power because the council kept overruling him. But, he, you know, I think it was, what, two years ago that finally, or a year ago, he finally got people that agreed with him on the council and is able to, to make changes, but now he's going to be gone, so... There was, there was an article about somebody who's that there's already four people that have filed to to run for for mayor. So it's interesting to see which one the Disneyland Resort backs <laughs> or where they throw their money. Whoever's going to let them build that eastern mm, gateway? Oh God, no! Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But by then, it's going to be too late. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Ryan says that um, they have both the um, free, free fast pass in um, Shanghai and an upcharge one. Mm-hmm. I, I must have missed the one in the art. Yeah. Any mention of it in the article about the upcharge? Either way, they don't seem to like it. Yeah. But Rob is saying the same thing. It's it's not mentioning the paid fast yeah. pass either. Interesting. All right. Any other housekeeping? I, I have a couple of, ahead, of television shows that I'd like to have people alerted to. There is a Tyrus Wong documentary that's playing on PBS right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little different from the one that came out on uh, some of the Blu-rays, uh, DVDs uh, a few years ago, like on Bambi and things. Um, they've added to it. It it debuted on September 8th, but it plays at it's you know everybody all local pbs stations play them on different dates like our local pbs station up here in sacramento they tend to play more local programming and then the the national shows um they they play it like one in the morning on a completely different date because i guess they feel we don't watch them or going to record them so for instance the tyrus wong documentary didn't it's playing here it's playing on sunday here so um, so check your local listings. Also, for some of the PBS series, after they air, they will they will um, live stream it for a week. So check out that Tyrus Wong documentary. There is also a Richard Sherman documentary that's Ooh. running around on PBS right now, too, that's produced by Don Hahn. I um, it is live streaming from PBS for uh, this month. I have if you go on my um fan page if you want to call it that it's the one that has our uh you know our little cartoons that nancy did on my banner uh, of the whole disneyland team go to that page of mine and i do have a i do have the the show the link to the show in in there so you can watch it but it's a really excellent documentary on richard sherman so you want to um check those out very cool um I haven't watched it yet, but West is obsessing now. Um, Newsies, the the Broadway musical that they filmed, is on I saw it is twice. on is on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. Really good, yes. really well done. I so. I like the um, 
the movie so well, I'm kind of hesitant about watching. Yeah, I, I sing the wrong lyrics when I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, no, Mary Jo, you will like this version. You'll enjoy both. Okay. So, um, I, but I, the way they filmed this was really good. Mm-hmm. I like what they've added to it. it they did change the, the movie completely to make it uh you know they had to add the obligatory love story and they did add some songs in but it's really well done and it still keeps to the heart of of the the original movie with christian bale whom i know that's why you watch it but um, (laughs) (laughs) he was so good in it he was and it's it's so disappointing that he's embarrassed by that film because I think it's it's a really well done film. Yeah, me too. So, no, so watch it. You'll like it. Okay. All right. Anything else? Housekeeping. Oh. All right. Since Tony is not here, I will handle the news. All right. So we just talked about the Anna, the Annabella a couple of weeks ago. Well, developers have finally announced that the seven story luxury hotel that will replace the recently closed Annabella Hotel will be the Westin Anaheim Resort. Uh, huh. Of course, the popular Annabella, we know where that is. Uh, they closed last month after developers announced that a AAA Four Diamond Hotel would be replacing it. Uh, of course, to take advantage of the tax incentive. And apparently, Westin is, like, very high-end. Um, the new property will contain 613 rooms, with 101 of those being suites. The hotel will also offer three restaurants, a pool, a rooftop lounge, and 42,000 square feet of meeting space. Groundbreaking is set for this Wednesday, with the hotel expected to open in 2019. So, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I have, I don't have anything against Weston. Right. It's just they keep putting these high-end hotels. And what about the rest of us who, I mean, that's, yeah. that's just well, so much money. But it's the, it's the tax incentive. Yeah. That's driving. Yeah, but the, the da- tax diamond. incentive doesn't help the, uh, the regular no, tourists. No, helps the developers. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so surprised because, you know, the, the Annabella was advertising that the same staff will be working at this new hotel and all that. But now if it's part of the Western chain, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I look at it as with the expansion of the convention center, they're looking at more hotels mm, that have a right. convention center focus. Because it's like yep. right and there. Because right. frankly, more large companies have partnerships with like the the Sheridan Weston chain That's or mm-hmm. whoever owns that that hotel chain. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Starwood. reciprocal points yeah. Starwood. Yeah. I mean, I know Starwood was big. Being a Starwood partner was big when I traveled for work. I'm sure Tony knows of companies that are big yeah. into them. So, yeah. Aren't, aren't, isn't a Swan Dolphin part of Starwood? Yes. Over yeah. at Walt sure Disney. I think yeah. isn't, didn't. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch. I think they, they combined, I think with, is it Marriott or Hilton or one of the big ones they they combined with Starwood? I thought it was Marriott okay. for some reason, yeah, yeah. but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it. I think it is. Um, so this is in So this one is in addition to, of course, the unnamed Disney Disneyland property that they still haven't broken ground on, 
and the JW Marriott that is supposed to be just uh, east of Garden Walk. And then once this Weston opens, they're going to bulldoze the Anaheim Plaza Hotel and put a Four Diamond there. So that's going to be like four additional Four Diamonds in in Anaheim eventually by, I don't know, what, 2023 maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hmm. It's going to be I interesting. I just think it's a, yeah, it's a, a lot of um, high-end hotels, and I understand the reason, but right. there's there's a lot of families that this that I don't see the focus being on them. I, I, I really understand more this one because it's so close to the convention center. Right. Um, uh, the, the one at, at the Marriott, or I'm sorry, the JW Marriott over by the, 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 um, garden walk, unless it actually has convention space built into it, which I don't know that there's enough room. Um, it's kind of far from the convention center to be using it as, as convention space for diamond convention space. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that plays out. All right, our next story. The dragon from Disneyland's Phantasmic rose up from the floor. But it was at the South Coast Plaza, not Disneyland, and the fire-breathing monster was made entirely of canned and packaged foods. Oh, I thought he walked across the street. Right, it, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Got maybe. bored sitting under that island all day. <laughs> the, statue <laughs> well, was, you know. the statue was built by an all-volunteer team from the Disneyland Resort um, at the South Coast Plaza and is, was one of nine... Uh, that were built at the mall as part of uh, Orange County Food Bank's 10th annual design and build competi- competition known as Canstruction. Uh, so the, How cute! So there were <laughs> there were 10 statues at the South Coast Plaza, another three at the John Wayne Airport, and one at Arctic. Uh, this is the te- as I said, this is the 10th year of the event, with the Disneyland Resort having participated all 10 years. The dragon was made up of more than 5,200 cans and packages of food. Uh, some of the foods used in the construction include cans of sardines, uh, water chestnuts, tea bags, and for the flames, what do you think they used? Of course, it was hot Cheetos. So, oh, that's clear. That's yes. very oh, appropriate. I'm well, trying yeah. to think what's orange and red. Yeah. I'd hot tamales. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can catch the statues at those three locations through the end of September. And if you do go check them out, you can go to the the website, the construction website, and vote on your favorite. So, lots and lots of fun. All right, uh, time. That is the news. Time for rapid fire. Um, I'm going to take a break from my voice, so we'll let Mary Jo go first. Okay, so this is uh, for one of our listeners, Brittany Joe, and for some others. As we all get ready for the kickoff to the holiday festivities with the mm-hmm. Halloween happenings, Disneyland has now announced that the year-end holiday celebration will kick off on Friday, November 10th, and last through Sunday, January 7th, which will include the Dia de los Reyes, that's on January 6th. At Disneyland Park, the attraction favorites, it's a small world holiday and haunted, haunted mansion holiday return on September 15th. 
uh, Disneyland Centerpiece will be transformed to Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle, and we will enjoy Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks, as well as a Christmas Fantasy Parade with its very catchy tune. And I bet Tom's... I, I was, I was going to say, I bet Tom's yeah. mentally humming it right now, because I know that's one of your favorite it is. parades. It is. Mm-hmm. That one always brings a, a... You have a special spot in your heart for that parade. I do, I do. Yep. So I was, uh, the very first time I see that parade, I always think of you, Tom. Um... No mention has been made about Jingle Cruise, but since Disney usually waits until the last minute to announce this attraction makeover, personally, I would not be surprised to see it again this season. Uh, Festival of Holidays will take place at the Disney California Adventure Park with special entertainment and delicious food. The popular Viva Navidad will return, and if you haven't seen that parade-like celebration, I highly recommend that you go see it. The festive food... Marketplace will return for its second year, and it will include a mix of holiday comfort dishes from different cultures and family traditions. And they also have special entertainment um, that will be returning. Um, I don't know if they'll have the same um, same uh, type of of entertainment, but right. we will find out. And my, at night, my, my favorite part, Jewish band ahead. is coming back. You you made special friends with those guys, if I yeah, remember right. correctly. No, but um, yeah. I, I also like the acapella band, and I also like the, I think it was um, the Indian from India. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Bollywood that they band. Had out yeah. There. yeah, that was just, it, they were, they had an energy to their entertainment that I think was a little understated. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them come back this year. Mostly kosher. That was the name of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, at nighttime, World of Color Season of Light will return and we'll see if um, hopefully that, you know, because they don't have it too often, but I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that they might have um, something from Frozen in their, in their uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm hoping. Other she things goes to not- Spain, comes back a comedian. It's... <laughs> Other things not announced, but that I'll be keeping an eye out are the gingerbread house at the Grand Californian Hotel lobby that they usually put up, the very popular freshly made candy canes that Nancy and I love, and the gingerbread house making at the Jazz Kitchen. I know that they canceled the one for Halloween, but I think they said yes, or, or they didn't uh, say that they weren't going to have the gingerbread houses for for Christmas. So uh, we'll be looking forward to hearing a. Uh, when they announce those dates, neither Nancy or I or somebody on the team will will be sure to share that. Um, and although I never mentioned until the last minute, we can probably expect the candlelight processional. I'm thinking this week, this year, it's going to be the weekend of the 9th, 10th, since um, the 1st of December is on a Friday, and they usually don't have it when the first weekend is the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Really? So, no, they... Because it's usually I, I, the Saturday and Sunday, so I don't know why the Friday would affect it. But yeah, in the past, um, so we'll see. It's either going to be yeah. the second and third or the ninth and tenth. But but you'll never I, know. Never know. Um, never know. So lots of things happening, and looking forward to uh, to see what surprises are in store for us this year. Yay! All right, thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Um, uh, you can, there's a couple, there's actually, there's a new discount for, uh, stays at the Disneyland Resort. You can save up to 20%, which, uh, you know, they never discount rooms at the Disneyland Resort. So, uh, you can save to 20% on premium rooms at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa 
or up to 15% on premium rooms at the Disneyland Hotel. This is good weeknights, so Sunday through Thursday, from October 22nd to December 21st. So lots of holiday holiday fun in there. Uh, you need to book this before November 14th. Um, there's actually another offer that's still going on, and for them to overlap is is crazy, so... Well, they don't overlap, but they're still, they're going on at the same time. Uh, this one is good now through, uh, September 28th. So if you're going in the next couple of weeks, you can save up to 30% on premium rooms at the Grand or 25% on standard rooms at the Grand, uh, 25% on premium rooms at the Disneyland Hotel or 20% on standard rooms at the Disneyland Hotel. Again, this offer is good weeknights, so Sunday through Thursday nights. And um, uh, subject to availability, of course, so you have to check on this. Um, and this is good, again, through September 28th. Uh, just check with your Dreams Unlimited travel agent. They'll be glad to give you the best price that's available. Uh, Nancy. Okay, so... What is my absolute favorite kind of rapid fire to do? Length long one. one. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that too. Well, you know, <laughs> I find things with interesting experiences and lots of detail. That's it. Detail. Anyway, no, my absolute favorite kind of rapid fire to do is the spookiest crap in the universe. <laughs> and that means I'm going to talk about haunt at the Queen Mary, which has grown every year. And if you're really into, um, if you are really, really into darkness and drinking and having a good time, um, <laughs> it's a Saturday night for me. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I know, right? Dark Harbor is their quintessential um, spooky season event. This year it's running from September 28th to November 1st. Um, tickets are selling fast, but they have a huge amount of options for you. Now, this year they're actually adding a fourth maze inside the ship. So that's um, kind of a, a big deal. You know, this is, what's interesting about Haunt is th that they take the history of the Queen Mary and they twist it. So all of their really spooky characters have some historical role to play in the history of the ship. Now, of course, it's all led by the captain, and the captain is basically in charge of um, taking back the dark harbor for the the dead and and getting rid of the living souls. So that's kind of the um, the premise is he's assembled the whole thing. There are seven mazes. Um, like I said, four of those take place inside the ship, um, including things like um, Intrepid. This is one they've had before, and this involves the um, the creator of the Queen Mary called the Iron Master. Um, then there is the circus, which is, um, I think more outside. Um, I've never been there, so I haven't actually done it, but like the, um, the monster, you know, the freak show and all that is all outside the ship. Um, as well as the, um, 
you know, the, their fire stage and things like that. Um, there is Dead Rise, Sink into the Deep, um, involving a World War II escort ship. This all kind of takes place around when the Queen Mary was actually called the Grey Ghost and was a, a troop transport ship, um, as well as being a, you know, luxury ship. So um, then there is Lullaby, which is all based on the tale of the little girl that the little girl ghost that's seen in the pool area. Um, Soulmate. This is a glamorous first pass passenger called Graceful Gale. And um, there's B340, named after one of the rooms. It's a descent into insanity, and it was about a passenger that went crazy. So that's their their big thing. Now they have a midway outside um, and all kinds of things. The, the event itself starts around um, 7 o'clock on a usual basis. It's going to be 8 o'clock on an opening night. It's dark every Monday. Um, most Tuesdays and three Wednesdays out of the period. Um, so that's important to know. Um, opening night admission, $24. Um, general admission is um, usually $24 as well. Um, but there are other options you can add on. So um, they have a VIP ticket, which allows you um okay well they oh hell they have more than one vip ticket let's put it that way um their vip passes are huge the benefit are the if you're a local the season pass is cheap comparatively it's 99 dollars online um now your general admission they do offer some what they call fast fright access, which is basically a quick entry into the mazes. Um, those sell out. So if you, if this looks like something you want to do, they have an upgrade, but it's, um, but it goes fast. So, um, you can get a combo ticket, which gives you the general emission and fast fright. Um, they have what they call rest in peace admission for ages 21 up. Um, that gives you your fast fright pass, your, um, your ticket and an admission into the rest in peace lounge with two drink tickets where you can, um, so that's on the, that's actually on the ship where you can look, it's located above all the dark Harbor stuff where you can like look down onto the event. Um, they also have some special, um, lounges, um, that you can do VIP experiences like cabanas, uh, and also, um, they have special patios and bars and each one of those has different types of views and offers what they call, um, baller add-ons, um, for people who go to the bar scene, you know what that means. Um, so those, um, those can start at like 189 or 199. Um, but they also give you, um, the baller access gives you extra special things like um, one of them gives you a visit from the iron master. One gives you a visit from either a sideshow freak or a tour of the circus uh, maze with the ringmaster. No thanks. Um, yeah. You could also tour the dead rise with, uh, with the captain um, and things like that. 
they have aerial stages, fire stages, and then their new thing for this year is a maze and experience called Feast, which involves a haunted um, or, or a, a demonic um, chef who turned out was doing spe- very special chef-like things, and it got him basically burned alive in one of the ovens, and all of his evil henchmen went with him, and so now they haunt. This, this is a new one inside the ship. Um, and then as part of the experience, you can experience a new, like, the site says seven degree on one page, but it says nine degree on the other. But they're having an ice bar where the chef will make appearances. And you can do, like, uh, flavored vodka flights and such like that. So that's an additional ticket. You can buy a package, which includes all of that together. So there are tons of ways you can enjoy this oh the one i forgot to tell you about is the um the haunting hour which starts at twenty dollars it's an extra ticket for a special pre-event happy hour um doors open between 6 and 7 p.m um and then you get a special um like view of the opening ceremony or something like that um so there you go. All kinds of ways which you will never ever see the Queen Mary as a normal thing ever again. So, All right. there you go. Thank you, Nancy. Michael? Well, it's a new month, so there's a bunch of new activities going on at the Walt Disney Family Museum. First of all, films playing. There's a lot of them. But the theater is under renovation. It's going to reopen on September 14th. Uh, one of my very favorite Disney films, Swiss Family Robinson from 1960, is playing. Uh, there's some Ivan Earl shorts. Uh, Disney artist Ivan Earl, he, he worked on these Disney shorts. You can see them. Um, Adventure. In Music Melody from 1953, For Whom the Bulls Toil from 1953, Toot Whistle Plunk and Boom in 1953, he I believe he won an Academy Award for that one, Pigs mm-hmm. is Pigs 1954, Grand Canyon Scope 1954, The Truth About Mother Goose 1957, and Paul Bunyan 1958. Also, in conjunction with the Ivan Earl exhibition, they are still running Ivan Earl, My Life and Painting a Painting. I saw both of these last month. Painting a Painting is fascinating because as he narrates his process, you watch Ivan Earl actually create a painting. And it is one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my life. And so I highly recommend it because he starts out and it's just these blobs. And he talks about how when he starts, he really doesn't know what it is he's going to paint. Um, he, it just he, he really feels a, a divine inspiration as to what this is going to become. And, and you're sitting there thinking, what is this ever going to be? And then it's what he creates at the end. It, it's it's spellbinding, really is. So you watch it come to life as he talks. Is that what yes. the... That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's very cool. Uh, I've never seen an artist actually create a complete work of art before. This is the closest I think I'll probably ever come to it. So if you can see this, it is really remarkable. It's called Painting a Painting. And it's playing on select dates through January 7th. So just check out the calendar at the museum uh, on the museum website for 
to see what the schedule is. There's a couple of really good talks. Uh, on Saturday, September 23rd at 1 p.m., uh, there's a talk on Disney legend Wilfred Jackson. It is called A Life in Animation by Ross Card, who is the author of the book Disney A Legend, Wilfred Jackson, A Life in Animation. He really he worked at the Walt Disney Studios in the late 1920s, and he really became integral in um, – in, in Walt's vision for improving the animation medium. He had a really good sense of timing. So he helped Walt integrate music with animation in the early Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse cartoons. And so he worked on the shorts like Steamboat Willie, the Fantasia sequences, A Night on Bald Mountain, and Ave Maria, and also on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Lady and the Tramp. So that should be a really good talk. The next one is Ink and Paint, the women of Walt Disney's animation. Um, Tom, you mentioned her in last week's show. This is by Mindy Johnson, author of the book, Ink and Paint, the Women of Walt Disney's Animation. And that book is out. Um, and it's this is on Saturday, September 30th at 1 p.m. So this is – Mindy is going to talk about uh, just about the Walt Disney's pioneering efforts in animation and how he he took sort of this novelty – sort of cartoon, you know, industry and and how he created it into an art form where cartoons became visual masterpieces and how Walt Disney established many firsts for women in the entertainment industry along the way. And, um, uh, you know, so women held um, women artists held key roles at the Walt Disney Studios since its earliest days when other studios would not put women into those roles. So this should be a really good talk. Um, the exhibitions that are continuing, Awaking Beauty, the Art of Ivan Earl, is continuing through January 8th. Also, Deja Vu, the Art of Andreas Deja, that has a new extended date that's playing through October 9th. They also have another exhibition starting September 28th running through January 8th, looking inward, painting a journey. This is something that they do every year now. They partner with an organization to create um, artwork. This year, they're, they partnered with some senior care facilities, and they're working with uh, people, men, many of whom have memory disorders, such as like Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia. And so inspired by Awaking Beauty, the art of Ivan Earl. The people who are participating in this are asked to um, consider the representations of nature as a backdrop in their own lives. So, um, so that should be interesting too. So, for more information and to purchase tickets, check out the museum's website at um, WaltDisney.org. Also, to let you know, in case you're interested, on November seventh, twenty seventeen, the Walt Disney Family Museum Gala honoring John Lasseter will be held at the Golden Gate Club in the proceedings of San Francisco. This is the third annual fundraising gala. Um, and this is they're honoring John Lasseter, who of course is the chief creative officer of Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios. And they're they're honoring him with the Diane Disney Miller Lifetime Achievement Award. And 
this is taking place at the Golden Gate Club in Presidio, San Francisco. It's very close to the museum. Attendance is very limited to 180 guests. So um, proceeds support the museum's programs and activities that nurture the next generation of creative talents. So if you want to learn more about sponsorship opportunities to see how much it costs to get a seat or sponsor a table, you can call the museum at 415-345-6818 or gala at wdfmuseum.org. All right. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, we are done. That is rapid fire. Excellent. All right. For those of you listening live, be sure to stick around for our thoughts and excitement and all of that about Halloween. That's going to do it for this segment yeah. of the Design Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>